Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, I'm excited today and a little bit intimidated. I'll explain that in just a second because we have a really cool guest today. So you guys know my story a little bit. I was enlisted in the U.S. Navy, and clearly I'm sitting next to Commander Blankenship with the United States Navy, and we were just joking about that before we um, went live here. Um, I've gotten to know him over the last couple years, so I am a little bit more comfortable. But it is weird once you've been enlisted in the Navy sitting next to a high-ranking officer in the United States Navy. So anyway, I'm excited about today. Anytime we can talk about uh, the Navy, the relationships between the Snohomish County Sheriff's Office and the U.S. Navy in our region, I think it's a good thing. And uh, the man sitting next to me here is n not only an excellent officer in the Navy, he is just a good human being. Um, I can say that and report that to the community without a doubt. And so I'm very thankful that you're here today, Commander. Thank you for coming in. Thank you. Uh, I will say you have a total of six stars on Seven if you count that one. But, uh, no, I, I appreciate you having me on here and, uh, you know, just having a conversation and, uh, and see where it goes. And uh, I'm sure there's some a lot of good things that the audience will uh, either relate to or appreciate and uh, hopefully use in their, in their daily lives to get better. Cool. So we'll get into – we're going to get into a lot of stuff today. But um, let's start with uh, who you are, what you're doing now, what's your current assignment so people kind of have a starting point. Okay. Uh, let's see. I grew up in a little coal mining town in West Virginia. Uh, claim to fame there is Mary Lou Retton. She was, Oh wow. That's, that's the person that's from there that everybody knows. So, uh, Fairmont, West Virginia. Uh, after that, I got on my first plane and went to military training, uh, when I was 18. So I've spent with the exception of six months, my entire adult life in the military. So, uh, a year at prep school at the Naval Academy prep school, four years uh, at the Naval Academy, and then uh, as a commissioned officer. Uh, did five, uh, five amphibious warships, uh, deployments all over the world, um, you know, missions like well, one of the most interesting ones was uh, search and rescue uh, during Katrina uh, in 2005. Uh, and that has led me up to where I am right now as overall in charge of recruiting in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, so all of Washington, Idaho, Montana, and Alaska, uh, both officer and enlisted. So somebody wants to join the Navy in this four state area. I, there's a touch point there. Very cool. Uh, big responsibility. Um, we appreciate that you took the time to come up here today. Again, it's pretty cool. So you kind of went over a very long naval career really quick, but I've heard a little bit more details than what that's, you just gave the that's community. The, that's the, uh, I want to hear some of the cool stuff, um, you know? Yeah, I, I guess uh, one of the cool – and what I'm most proud of is I – you know, my dad told me when I was a kid, hey, he was a coal miner and a, uh, a Vietnam veteran. Uh, was a Marine or former Marine. Or I, I'll probably get chastised for <laughs> – he served in the Marine Corps, uh, and he told me – I was kind of a knucklehead as a kid. Uh, arrested, uh, all sorts of fun – well, now it's funny, but uh, sometimes my grandmother would hear my name, or she knew where I was playing because she'd hear my name on the police scanner while she was oh, eating dinner. So, uh, you know, uh, burnt down a garage, uh, happened to be the local judge uh, in our town, um, <laughs> just some other some other bad things so he he said he kind of gave me the ultimatum he said hey you can you can either come and work in the coal mines because that's what a lot of people did and that's that was a that's a great job and it pays very well but uh he said or you could join the military and growing up I, my two loves were baseball and playing war so 
he kind of pushed me towards the Naval Academy and said, hey, you can do both. You can, you can go play baseball and you can eventually serve. Uh, so that's what I did. So I went to my guidance counselor and she said, uh, no, you, uh, you should probably set your goals a little bit lower. Your test scores aren't that great. And this uh, is your counselor telling you to set yes. your goals lower. Yeah. And I, and I, and I, and I like to counselor, I like to put that in quotations okay. um, or guidance, I should say was, uh, was in quotations, but you know, she, uh, she wasn't much of an advocate for me. So, uh, I took the SAT 12 times and I ended up, uh, getting a score just high enough to where they were recruiting me in baseball to let me, uh, let me attend. So that just getting in was like an act of God. But so people, when people hear this, because there's probably thinking in the Navy, you go down to the recruiter. If you meet the requirements, mm -hmm. you sign up and go, that's not what we're talking about though. You went to the United States Naval Academy. So when you say get in, that's what you mean, right? Yes. Yes. I, I should have, uh, should have prefaced that with, uh, I didn't really know what the Naval Academy was. Uh, you know, I kind of explained to, hey, there's an Army-Navy game, and it's a, it's a Division I college, albeit kind of a lower-end uh, Division I team uh, in competition, but still you're, you're, you're playing against other D1 teams. Uh, but once you, you get your degree in four years, which I also needed, I needed a little bit of help because I'd probably still be in college like, <laughs> like Van Wilder or something uh, in West Virginia, but – uh, I needed that that structure to get me uh, get me to the finish line. And upon graduation, you are a commissioned officer. And there's multiple paths to be to becoming an officer. You can you can go to officer candidate school, which means you uh, you have a degree, a bachelor's degree, and then you go uh, you apply for OCS. Uh, there's ROTC scholarships that a lot of people are familiar with, and a lot of uh, different colleges and universities have those. Uh, as well, there's the Seaman to Admiral program. So someone, someone like you that uh, was prior enlisted, uh, they submit a package and they can become an officer. And it's, I will tell you that um, when people ask me, well, what's better, officer or enlisted? And uh, I, I tell them that, you know, there's, or do I do ROTC or Naval Academy? What, what's your preference? And I said, you, much like I'm sure with uh, police academies, you will have great leaders and horrible leaders from every, every funnel. So, uh, it just depends on what the person is. doesn't matter what the piece of paper from whatever school you you've been to. Uh, it depends on you as a person and your character as well. Uh, for officer enlisted, uh, I say some of the best officers I've ever served for or with, they were prior enlisted. Mm -hmm. Uh, they have that, they have that unique perspective that you get from being an enlisted sailor, uh, and they're able to apply that uh, as a leader. Interesting. Yeah, there's a little bit of the same. In, it's not the same hierarchy as far as it goes on the sheriff's office, but definitely um, my path has been unique to where I was kind of the street guy on the road doing that job, which could be considered like enlisted. Mm -hmm and then skip several ranks. And now I'm trying to figure out this job still We're three <laughs> years in, but it's been, it's been, it's been fun though. But, uh, did you play ball all four years? Uh, I played, I was my senior year. I thought I was, I, one thing with baseball, it's, it is a year round sport and I wanted to enjoy my senior year. And when the people think of the Naval Academy as a college, it is an institution. Mm. It's not, you know, a typical college. So, I ended up uh, not playing my senior year. Okay. And I, I, I regret that a little bit. Um, but, again, I was a left-handed pitcher, so I was goofing off in the bullpen like, 
you see in the major leagues. Mm-hmm. So it was it was fun. It was a good experience. Uh, what what brought you? How'd you end up in the Pacific Northwest? Um, I got like we were talking with before. I was a detailer. So what a detailer is, uh, all personnel that get orders somewhere, uh, they're they're ordered to go there, <laughs> and you have a group of people. And ours is in Millington, Tennessee. And they issue orders based on your personal preference. It's a triangle: your personal preference, your your uh, uh, your career needs, and the needs of the Navy. And we try to make that as an equilateral triangle as much as possible. But sometimes the needs of the Navy is the longest one, and it's a very flat triangle. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was there, I essentially detailed myself uh, a commanding to be a commanding officer at a reserve center in Eugene, Oregon. Never been in the Northwest before. Uh, I've fallen in love with it. It reminds me a lot of growing up in West Virginia, uh, except there's more elk there than uh, <laughs> than where I'm from. Uh, but I, I went and did that tour, and um, you know I left that tour and went to San Diego to be XO on a ship, which XO's executive officer, uh, essentially second in command uh, of a warship. Uh, in that time, that whole time, I was going through a divorce. Um, uh, the time, to- uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of life events yeah. going through there. And, uh, my three kids, uh, they now live in Pensacola, Florida with, uh, with their mom. So, uh, every once in a while, like every other month I get to go, uh, yeah. I'll fly down and take a red eye out of SeaTac and, and go see them. But, uh, I am trying to stay in the Northwest as much as I can. Cool. So eventually retire here. Oh, outstanding. How many years to retirement for you? I, I mean, I could retire now if I wanted okay. to, but you I'm time in. Yeah, I'm not. To, I don't. Hopefully, this doesn't jinx me. But uh, the captain board is going on right now, so hopefully, I find out in a week or so if I if I do get selected. Uh, if not, you know, we'll see. But if I am selected, that opens up a wide aperture of jobs at the Pentagon and uh, DC that I have avoided okay. my entire time. Got it. All right, um, so let's transition to how you kind of got here today, or I should say maybe got introduced to the Snohomish County Sheriff's Office. Um, it's a funny story. <laughs> kind of, yeah, yeah, it's a good story. I love it. I love the fact that you're sitting here today. So we had started this youth program called the Sheriff's Lead the Way program, and we have a mutual friend in Major Alonzo Downing over at the jail. He's kind of my connection for the Navy. So the Navy brought him out here from North Carolina. And so he, he was helping with this youth program, get it up and running. And one of the things we want to do is we're not there to recruit kids, but we're, we are there to plant seeds in their head for options in life that they may have. We want them to find mm-hmm. their passion in life, but we want to bring them options. One of the things I'm a Navy guy, the major over at the jails, Navy guy. And so we reached out just, he did through his connections in the Navy. And it, I know this now, I didn't know this at the time, but you sent us a couple of recruiters to come and participate in our program. They did a fantastic job. It actually got way more involved than I ever anticipated in a good way. The, the, the two you selected, I don't know if you knew it or not, but they just hit it out of the park that night. They did, they did great. They're awesome. I love with, with Miss, Miss Gotti and, uh, and Mr. Musil. They're just, they're, they're class acts. I was, I was glad that they were able to do that. And that was reflected in that night they came in. That, that was the first time we've done this youth program. So we're trying to figure out our way and stuff. But then, so we get through the youth program and week eight is kind of a graduation. And this kind of goes, we'll probably end up talking about leadership a little bit, but you showed up at graduation having not been part of the program, you knew a little bit about it, um, but to support your people. 
because they had been part of it. And now you show up at graduation. And that's kind of the first night we met mm-hmm. was at that graduation. I think it was, it was August of a couple of years ago. Yeah, because it was nice out. I remember it was an yeah. outdoor one. I had my had my whites on. So it was, yeah, there it was, you go. It was warm. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. So we had the Navy very well represented and that kind of what is what started this whole relationship. And I'm, I'm very pleased to kind of report back to the community. Uh, you've been part of this program since then. You, you kind of, you kind of figured out what we had going on and then you offered to be there and now you're there pretty much every week that we were in session, you show up. So thank you for that. Um, but kind of tell us a little bit about that. What intrigued you about it? Why are you there? Why are you there helping kids when you should be in Seattle? You report to an admiral. You got this big <laughs> highfalutin job in, in the United States Navy, which is a good thing. But with that comes a ton of responsibility. But yet every Wednesday, you're here in Everett helping kids. Yeah, you know, I kind of I, I lucked out because at the time I wasn't the commanding officer. I was I was second in charge at the recruiting district. And my boss said, uh, hey, Clint, that's kind of up in your neck of the woods. He lived down in Princess Anne. Uh, and, yeah, just throw your whites on. They're doing a graduation. Uh, we've got a couple of recruiters there, and, uh, and they have barbecue too. I was like, okay, that's, you had me <laughs> a barbecue, man. Um, so I went there, and had no, I did not know, other than the two recruiters, I, had, I did not know anybody. I'd seen you on the news before, and I had actually seen you and Tyler um, do a segment on Lead the Way. Oh, yeah. And it was – a while back, and I started to, you know, fuzzily connect the dots while, while I was there meeting you. And then I met Alonzo, uh, found out he was a, he was a old crusty bosun mate. Yes, and he it's, he's, he's, <laughs> I love that guy to death. He's awesome. Yep. Um, but seeing the, all the different, because uh, you go through week one through seven, and you kind of explain to everybody what it is, what they were doing. And I look, you know, like any smart person that goes and does something, I looked it up online to make sure that, you know, I had an idea what I was getting myself into. And it was, it was a very, it's a very powerful program that I think a lot of people can benefit from, not just, you know, the youth that are there, they're gonna, you know, if they take away just like one thing, they sit in a classroom surrounded by five people. So, whatever they pick up on that hopefully that is contagious and that will spill out into their friends their circles their families uh and, and also to the mentors that are there uh it's that's cathartic it's like some people you know people opening up and talking about things that are you're kind of uncomfortable but mm-hmm. being in that safe place being in an area to where you know you you worry about it being you being vulnerable but you you tell yourself hey this is this is for the greater good of these kids this me explaining something will impact them in a positive way. And that's, I, that is, that's huge. But I, I think, you know, I, you know, met someone on Saturday who's, uh, I think, um, she was in last session, her, uh, talked to her mother. She was in Hawaii for the graduation. Oh yeah, that's right. But just, you know, talking with her and Hey, what'd you like? What'd you, and just, just hearing the, the parents speak and then seeing the kids, different because each kid has a different light bulb that goes off on a different time when something resonates with them. And it's so cool to see that. Yeah. That's, that's a, actually a really good way to put it. Cause it is, you, you, we want to reach all the kids. Is that realistic? I, I, I don't know. We, we'll try. I think they are truly hearing, they're hearing testimonies. They're hearing things and probably seeing things that I don't think they're getting anywhere else. And I think that's a good thing. And, and you have stepped up and you've shared your story. 
um, about getting in the Naval Academy, about having some some history as a kid, but still getting in the Navy, Na- Naval Academy. And you actually mentioned something that I think is right in line with this program. You mentioned it earlier, is that uh, when you went and saw your counselor in high school, she's like, set your sights lower. We're telling these kids, no, set your sights higher. Don't surround yourself with people who are going to bring you down. Surround yourself with people who are going to lift you up mm-hmm. and support you in what you find, whatever you are personally passionate about. I just don't think kids or youth these days are hearing that all the time. And I think they need to be, you know? So anyway, I guess I'm thanking you for your participation because it's oh, been, it's, it's been awesome. And it's, you know, it's, it's an after hours thing. It's something that we, we don't have to do, but I get, I get so much out of it. Uh, and you know, I, like I tell the kids on the first night and the parents as well, I'm not here to recruit your kids into the Navy. Yeah. I'm not here. I, I want them I want them to find something that they are passionate about, whether if it's being a welder, electrician, diesel mm-hmm. mechanic, uh, you know, first responder, whatever it is, find something that you are passionate about that contributes to society in a positive way. Because every, I mean, everybody, it's it's the phones, it's 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 these screens that they are inundated mm-hmm. with to find, and you know, I I applaud them for it, but find the the most effective way to make the most amount of money in the shortest amount of time. And sometimes it, that, that cannot replace the life lessons that you get from hard work Absolutely. and struggles. One of the things you brought to the program during our summer session in, in 22 was y- with your naval connections, you got us a tour of a ship, <laughs> the Navy base in Everett. The cool thing about that was, well, it was cool to see in the ship. It was cool bringing a bunch of kids through there who probably wouldn't have had that opportunity outside of this program. But you kind of headed up that night and everything. And then uh, we're all done with the ship, went really well, and we meet back in the parking lot before we're uh, about to go our separate ways. And there was the one kid from Marysville. He must have threw 10 questions at you. And this was like a quiet kid. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And it was, you just, you mentioned we're trying to get that spark in these kids, you know, something to find their passion. And uh, the way he was just firing question after question to you, I'm like, this is awesome, awesome, man. This is what it's all about. I remember, I was like, are you the spokesperson? Yeah, right. (laughs) Did did, did they vote you that? And I remember um, this, you know, it it transcends the, the eight weeks. Yeah. Uh, and I know, you know, you can always reach out to a mentor or anything if you're in the program. But I just remember, um, I remember he played football mm-hmm. at Marysville Pilchuck as a, as a, he played varsity football as a freshman. Yeah. And it was a late night game. And I left, I think I sent you some videos uh, yeah. of him. He, he, he got in, he got to play. So it was, it was cool to see that. And then to be there when he got off the field, I don't, I do not think he was expecting to see me there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was good. That means so much to these kids. And I think the families too, for that matter, the families, I think a lot of families, um, are just craving like some extra help, you know, some extra help from the community. Mm-hmm. And I hope we're providing that. I got to talk about one other kid. I, I got to talk about G real quick. And so she was in session one, God. uh, high school wrestler, strong as, as can be. And, uh, struggle to say she had some struggles and we'll leave it at that. Uh, but we really tried to help her. We've kept in touch with the family. It's now two years since she's been in our program. Um, and she just qualified, uh, was it number one at regionals in Pierce County for wrestling. And on graduation night, you were there, you come to all our graduations and not only do you come to graduation, but you and, and the, the people that work with you, uh, got together what, what, you called a Bravo Zulu award and you're like, Hey, Adam, this is, I kind of came up with this. I thought it was awesome, but we need to select somebody um, that just kind of reflected the spirit of that award. And we picked G 
that night <laughs> two years ago, and here she is. She's just she's doing so good. And that's the kind of stuff, the, I don't know what it's called, positive reinforcement, lifting these kids up, you know, not talking down to them. Um, a lot of them have made mistakes, and that's okay. But G is another example, like Imani, you know, that they're doing well. That was. I didn't have a question there, but thank you. No, for doing that's that. That awesome. Cool. And, and I, I will talk offline. I got a, I got a good idea for a okay. different award. Uh, I'm going to make it at home. Uh, yeah, seeing her, uh, I saw you posted that the other day, that standing up on the blocks ahead of everybody else, knowing what, knowing what she's endured and what she's had to go through. And, uh, it's, it's so, it's so awesome to see positive things come out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Two years ago in our program, there's no way it's just not possible, but the two years and I give her all the credit and her, her family for the support of her during this two years. It's just, it's awesome to see her doing well. That's why we're doing what we do in the program. Um, it, yeah. Even wrestling. I remember I wrestled as a kid. Yeah. I hated it. Yeah. I quit. It was too hard for me. Yeah. So good on her. Yeah. That's it's, awesome. It's a, it's a humbling sport. Yeah. <laughs> it can't be really quick. Um, well, cool. Uh, what else going on? So you are, you're doing the recruiting stuff in the Navy. Mm-hmm. You're helping us out from time to time. Um, I, we, we talk quite a bit now anymore. Um, I think we wanted to get into leadership a little bit and you already mentioned it about, you know, enlisted and then coming in mm-hmm. an officer and stuff like that. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, we have, it's, it's a similar, it's, it's like I'm in the public safety realm. We call ourselves paramilitary. Sometimes I got to explain that though. <laughs> All it means is we wear a uniform, you wear a uniform. Civilian police are not the military. We're not. Um, but you are, but there's some similarities I think we could draw. What, yeah. what makes a good leader in the year 2023? Oh man. Um, I think there's, there's certain qualities that a leader has to have in order to, at least get by. Uh, but I think to actually exceed those expectations, humility is a big one for me because I look at humility as, you know, you're open to criticism. You're open to having a conversation with somebody because if you look at it, every argument that you've ever had with somebody, you're, we're humans. We're always trying to win. Always you win nothing. Nobody wins in an argument. Um, and that, to be humble enough to be like, you know what? Let me just pause here in a second. Let me let me let me shut my shut my mouth for a second and listen. Uh, so I, I definitely think humility was one. And there's actually I, I guess I tie this into humility. When I was with my kids in Florida last weekend, you know, one of them had four basketball games in a day. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense to me. But you know, I'm trying to rush them around, get them to games. They had games at different places. And there was a, a family that was leaving, and uh, I could see the the frustration on the dad's face. Uh, and the way I was going through the parking lot probably was too close for his comfort zone, and he started cussing me up one side and down the other. And, I, you know, I've heard it before. I'll mm-hmm. probably hear it again. But the windows were down, uh, and all, the, all three of my kids heard it. And at that point... I had to be humble enough to, I mean, I could easily escalate it. That's, yeah. that's easy. I opened the door and I stood out and I said, I'm sorry. And you could just see the rush, Took it like the rage he had in his face. It just was deflated and it was de-escalated the situation. So um, humility is a big one for me. Accountability is maybe a close second. Mm-hmm. And, and I know you're really big on accountability, which I, you know, I've, really admire that 
uh, about you. It's accountability is, you know, not only holding yourself accountable for what you do, uh, what you do on a daily basis, whether you're in uniform, out of uniform, what, what's going to be on the news if something happens, like so-and-so was arrested. It's not going to have your name. It's going to have Snohomish County Sheriff was arrested for doing such and such or, you know, petty officer so-and-so is arrested. Mm-hmm. It's going to tie in who you belong to, not just your name. Um, so being accountable and actually holding people accountable. And we, we talked about this uh, a little bit before. Every time people, people always want to take care of their sailors, their, uh, their deputies, wh- whoever it is, they want to take care of them. They want to make sure that they're, um, you, they always have the right training, everything. But sometimes taking care of somebody means discipline. Mm-hmm. means holding them accountable because you're you're doing that person a disservice by not holding them accountable just like your kids you know we always joke around oh the kids are in charge of the thermostat now you mm-hmm. let them do whatever they want no you got to you, you have to put your foot down sometimes and give some tough love and to tie that back into humility the person that's receiving that discipline they have to be humble enough to be like okay i screwed up this this is this is how I move on. This is how I learn from this. Hard to always do, but absolutely the right approach. It's, it's, it's a difficult thing. To do. Like it's, you, the example you just gave when you were that very difficult to do, but it's the right thing. Yeah. And I, I mean, trust me, I can, I can string together a litany of cuss words that will, oh, yeah. will, would, would make Andrew Dice Clay blush, but <laughs> it, 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 that, that wasn't needed. Cause you, it, you know, you don't know. You, I didn't know if that guy knew was a black belt in jujitsu. I yeah. didn't know if he had a weapon. Yeah. It just, and I, I took it a step further. I told the kids, you know, I took that as a, as a teaching moment with them. Yeah. I was like, see what I did there? You deescalate. And they were actually impressed that, uh, I didn't, I didn't go the other route. So <laughs> dad kept us cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, one more thing. I kind of want to wrap up with this. So when we were just talking about leadership a little bit, um, you interesting because you've been to the Naval Academy, you've been in the military for a long time. It's inherent that you have some leadership abilities, um, probably some opinions in that area, which we've talked about a little bit, but you've been around our organization for the better part of two years now. Um, you've met not just major Downing Alonzo, but many people in our organization in a little bit different context than their everyday work. Cause it's the lead the way program. Mm-hmm. It's usually after hours, we're helping kids, stuff like that, trying to. And, uh, I just want to know, and we didn't talk about this before, so I don't know what your answer is. Um, but you've been around members of command staff from nurses to corrections, deputies, to deputy sheriff, to sergeants. What my point is all ranks mm-hmm. from, from the newest kid to command staff. What is just, what's your opinion? It can be leadership in general or almost, um, not so much leadership, the human, the humans behind what we try to have going here at the Snohomish County Sheriff's Office. And just what's your take on it? Yeah, you're right. I have seen, you know, with the nurses and the psychologists, the jail, it's, I, it's, it's one of those things when you're, you're, you're at the top and you try to somehow fit and it's there's no formula for it mm-hmm. there's there's no way to plug and play but you develop a family culture and it's it's very very hard to do you i mean there's there's buy-in that has to take place there's 
There's levels of comfort that people will trust you, uh, integrity, honesty. Uh, and I see that a lot. And it's, it, it's that, it's like that it factor. It's hard to describe, but there is, there's that family culture. Not that, Hey, everybody's buddy, buddy, but yeah. everybody is in a comfortable environment and they want, they w- always want to do the right thing. They want to work towards, towards safety, towards the mission, towards wh- whatever task it is. Uh, and I, I think that, uh, whatever, however you crack that Da Vinci code, I, I think, uh, that, that's one one thing that a leader uh, struggles with, yeah. and that that is one thing that will bring a team uh, to its knees if the culture is bad, if the morale is bad. Yeah. Uh, so I, I definitely see uh, a lot of a lot of happy people that are cool. that are coming to work. Very good. Um, so take a couple seconds, couple minutes, if you want. You're like you're the recruiter for the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> what do you want to tell everybody out there? What if they're listening to you and they're like man, I got to go check that out further, man, I want to join the Navy. That's not what we're here for today. But what if somebody out there is hearing you talk and going, that's kind of cool. I want to give that a shot. What, what do they do? Uh, well, I mean, the, the easiest way to go is to go on Navy.com. Um, and, and that will put you in a database. You'll, you'll fill out some information and that will push uh, you, whatever your zip code is, to that specific recruiter. Uh, in your area, but there's, I mean, there's recruiters all over yeah. uh, the four states here. Uh, so yeah, just go in and and just start a conversation. You don't you don't ship to boot camp that day. Yeah, uh, it's and you know try try it out. You might like it. You might not. If if it's it's not for everybody. Yeah. So it's uh, there's ways out there. Say navy.com, uh, and then just Google local navy recruiter. All right, very good, sir. <laughs> I had to say it. I had to say it. Uh, <laughs> uh, you are, sir. Thank you for your service to your country. Uh, thank you for helping the sheriff's office with the Lead the Way program. Um, I am so glad I got to meet you a couple years ago, and then we've continued the friendship. So I'm honored. I'm honored that you're here today, up in our office. So thank you for being here today. I uh, just appreciate it. And again, uh, give our best to the United States Navy. Thank you. All right. I appreciate it, and thank you for your service. And you know, your your entire staff here is incredible. Uh, and again, that, that culture of excellence that you've, you've built, uh, is, is, uh, is, is pretty cool. I get, you know, we, um, when I was down in San Diego, uh, I talked to my wife and it's one of the things when you're away from your family, uh, of course I was down there for 18 months, but I was kind of helpless down there. And mm-hmm. a lot of things were going on in the pandemic. When I asked her like, Hey, how are things up there? And she goes, we're safe. We're good. Oh, Don't good. worry about us. So thank you for that. It, it, uh, it means a lot that I can rest easy when uh, my family's taken care of. Good to hear. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Appreciate you being here. Thanks. All right. Thank you guys.